Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fella! Are you still there? Carl Gorman was employed as cashier at the First State Bank in Modoc City. Young and unmarried, he boarded at the Henry House and was well-liked by the big landlady, Ma Hank. Late one night, Carl lay asleep in his room at the rear of the first floor. Two men who wore masks and carried guns cat-footed across the backyard to the window. While one remained on watch outside, the other eased himself into the room. Crossed to the bed and shook the young cashier. Carl stirred and opened his eyes. Easy, easy, Gorman. Keep your voice down. You're wearing a mask. I said be quiet. See this gun? Yeah? I'll shoot if you yell. All right. I'll keep quiet. What do you want? Get up and dress, pronto. But I don't Come want to on. If I had a gun, you but wouldn't But you get... haven't, so get dressed before I wrap you on the head to show I'm not fooling. 
And keep your voice down. All right. I'll dress, but you might at least tell me what this is all about. You'll find out soon enough. Menaced by the intruder's gun glinting in the moonlight, Carl Gorman pulled on his clothes and shoes, <laughs> then stood up saying... This is an outrage. I'll Shut up. Are the bank keys in your pocket? Bank keys? So that's the I know idea. you open the bank every morning. I'll see if you have the key. Now stand still. Don't try any tricks. My pal's watching you from outside the window. Uh, I see him. Yeah. Here, here's what I want. This big brass key unlocks the front door well, of the if bank. if it's that key you want, take it and go. You know the combination of the safe. We're taking you with us to open it. No. Shut up, you fool. You want to be killed? Uh, you, uh, you were dreaming, talking in your sleep. Tell her that. Are you all right, Carl? I, uh, I'm all right, Ma Hank. All right. I thought I heard you call. Get rid of her or I'll shoot you both. Oh, I, uh, I must have been talking in my sleep. I, I guess I had a nightmare. Oh, well, all right, Carl. Now step out the window. The streets were deserted. In the courthouse square, the clock struck three. When inside the bank, by the light of a carefully shaded dark lantern, Carl Gorman and his masked captors crouched before the safe. Get busy and open it if you want to stay alive. The young cashier had no choice. He dialed the combination, then turned the lever and opened the door. Watch him, partner. I'll stow the money in this sack here. It looks like a real hole. Hmm. All new bills in bundles. Don't stop to read them. Put them in the sack. These bills have the name of a Denver bank. This is a branch of the Denver bank. But money like this can be identified. We need to spend it around here. Uh, all right. There, I got it all. What do we do with the cashier? Plug him? No, no. There's no use committing a murder and getting our neck stretched. We're caught. He can't identify us. We leave him here tied and gagged. Suits me. Maybe that new sheriff will suspect him of the robbery. <laughs> I get some rope right here. After making sure that the cashier could neither move nor call for help, the two crooks made off with their loot. Locking the door of the bank behind them. The following morning at dawn, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were breaking camp. As they finished tying their gear behind the saddles, the masked man said, Tonto, we're only a half day's ride from Modoc City. We go there and see our old friends, Ma Hank and her husband, Uncle Homer. <laughs> We'd be glad to see them. To warn them to be on the lookout for Lon Felton and Chip Evans. Uh, you think crooks go to Modoc City? The last time we heard of them, they were heading in that direction. Uh -huh. They were short of cash. Unless Ma Hank is warned, they might swindle her out of her savings. With her wealth and big heart, she'd be an easy victim. Uh, Felton, Evans, plenty smart. Law never proved them crooks. They'll make a mistake someday, Tonto, and that'll be the end of them. Uh, better we be careful in Modoc City. Why, Tonto? Uh, be here, uh, a new sheriff in charge there, while Marshal out of town. And him suspect everybody. Him see mask... Him ask plenty questions. <laughs> we'll avoid him, Tonto. It's easy to reach the stable behind the Henry house without being seen, even in daylight. All right, you ready? Uh, be ready. Easy, big fella. Monsieur! Get him up! Oh. 
Later the same morning, Carl Gorman was being questioned by Sheriff Mark Cole in the private office of the Modoc City Bank, while Hiram Clay, the president of the bank, stood by. Gorman had told his story repeatedly since being found tied and gagged in the bank. But the suspicious sheriff was still not satisfied. His eyes were hostile, and his voice was hard as he said, You sure you can't describe the two men? Sheriff, I've told you all I know. Their faces were covered. It seems to me you ought to be able to describe their voices. I've done the best I can, Sheriff. They spoke in low voices. So you say. I've said everything a dozen times over. It strikes me as mighty odd that you didn't try to raise some kind of an alarm. Oh, I told you they held guns on me. <laughs> That's your story. It's the truth. Gorman... Why don't you tell Mr. Clay and me the real truth? I have. You know who took the money. I do not. You were in on the deal. I was not. You figure they'll split the money with you. That's not true. Gorman, it'll go a lot easier with you if you tell the truth right now and make a full confession. But I tell My you, My deputy I... is searching the Henry house right now. And if the stolen money is found where you live, I... Sheriff, I gotta see you. Oh, that's my deputy. Come in. My head. Now wait, my head. Deputy, you shut up. I'll do the talking. Sheriff Cole, this saddle brain deputy thinks he's got me under arrest. Me. Well, so there's going to be fur flying. Well, now, my Hank, uh, calm yourself. Deputy, why'd you bring my Hank here? Well, go on, you knucklehead. Tell the sheriff. Sheriff, you told me to search for the stolen money in the hotel. Well, well, I didn't find it in any of the bedrooms, not even Gorman's room. I wanted to do a thorough job, so while Ma Hank was in the kitchen, I looked in her office. You had no business in there. Well, that's where I found some of the stolen money, and here it is. So that's it. Ma Hank, you were in on the robbery. You were Gorman's accomplice. Why, you... Now put down that paper. Ma Hank, restrain yourself. Sheriff, you and your deputy are mistaken Ma Hank withdrew this money yesterday from the bank. I, I paid it to her myself. It's her own money. But it's the same kind you reported stolen. It was part of the same shipment of currency. Oh, Sheriff, you, you'd better apologize. Uh, doggone it, I... I'm sorry, Ma Hank. <laughs> All right, Sheriff. I ought to bat your ears down, but I suppose you can't help being a mistrustful old coot. Now, what was it you said about me being Gorman's accomplice? Are you trying to hang something on Carl Gorman? Well, I... Yes, he is, Ma Hank. Huh? He's been questioning me all morning. He thinks I had a hand in the robbery. Why, that's nonsense. I trust you, Carl. How about you, Hiram Clay? Huh? You gonna swear out a warrant for Carl's arrest? Uh, well, no. And then that settles it. <clears throat> of course, Gorman... It... Many people will uh, suspect it. Well, that is, for the good of the bank, I... Uh... Well, I, uh... I understand, Mr. Clay. Uh, I resign to save you embarrassment. Come with me, Carl. All right. I'll take my money with me. And as for you, sir, you'd better start looking for the real things. My gosh, uh, I reckon I made a mistake. Deputy, you simply did your duty. That that woman, she she might have wrecked my office. Uh, Maybe she trusts Carl Gorman, but I don't. And I intend to do my duty as I see it. uh, What do you have in mind, Sheriff? I'm going to keep an eye on Gorman. I have a hunch he'll lead me to his confederates and to the stolen money. Come on, Deputy. I'm with you, Sheriff.
Walking from the bank to the hotel, the young cashier felt bitter and told Ma Hank his intention to leave Modoc City as soon as possible. The big, good-hearted woman said, Well, Carl, uh, there's no cause for you to leave. Oh, I can't stay here, Ma Hank. I have no job. Stay on at the bank. I've already resigned. Uh, look, if you want to go back, I'll fix it for you, Carl. You know, I own an interest in the bank. No, and I... thanks, Ma Hank. I wouldn't want to work there while I'm under a, well, a sort of cloud. Hi, uh, Savvy. I'll go back to Denver. Maybe if the real crooks are found and I'm cleared of suspicion, I'll be able to come back. Uh, how are you going to Denver? I'll take the next stagecoach. That means you'll have to wait till the end of the week. Yeah, but can't be helped. Kurt, take my husband Homer's horse and ride to Rock Junction. You can board the Denver train that stops there tonight. That'll save you waiting all week for the stage. Oh, thanks, Ma Hank, but what about the horse? Tie the reins to the pommel and turn him loose. He'll come home. <laughs> That's mighty generous of you. Oh, forget it. Uh, you'll need a firm hand with Homer's horse. He's cantankerous. Oh, I'm sure I can handle him. Oh, here's the hotel. You pack your duds while I see about the horse. I'll meet you at the stable. A short time later, Lon Felton, one of the bank robbers, entered the rear room he shared with his partner, Chip Evans, on the second floor of the Henry house. Chip said... Lon, it's a good thing we hid that money on Boot Hill instead of keeping it here in the room. How's that? A deputy came here and searched the room. Yeah, I heard about that. He searched all the rooms. Uh, you think anyone suspects us? No, Chip. The bank cashier is the only one under suspicion. <laughs> yeah, we handled it smart. There's not enough evidence to hold him, though. He quit his job, and he's going back to Denver. How soon are we leaving town? Well, we don't want to leave too soon and make that sheriff suspicious. We'll stay around for another week. Suits me. I think... Look through the window, Lon. Gorman is going to ride one of Ma Hank's horses. The thieves watched Gorman ride away from the stable. And a moment later, the sheriff and deputy watched him ride out of town. The sheriff said, Get your horse, Joe. We're gonna follow God. Right. And I'll bet he leads us to the men who helped him rob the bank. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto traveling through hilly country were about three miles from Modoc City when they rode over a rise and saw a man trying desperately to control a big, wildly pitching horse. Tonto, that man's in trouble. Uh, horse plenty big. It kill him. It looks like Uncle Homer's horse. Monsilver! The horse did all he knew in an effort to throw his rider. Carl had lost the reins. He clung desperately to the saddle pommel. He rocked and swayed as the Lone Ranger and Tonto came close. Take him off, Tonto! Stay there, steady boy! Whoa. The masked man picked up the reins and held them close. Tonto brought Scout alongside and threw an arm around Gorman's waist. Let's turn go! Me lift you up! Steady, steady, steady. Tonto lowered Carl Gorman over the back of Scout to the ground. And a few moments later, the horse was calmed by the Lone Ranger's reassuring voice and manner. Then the masked man turned to the ex-cashier. Are you all right? Easy, steady. Uh, yeah, thanks to to you two. Isn't this horse in the Henry house? Oh, yeah. How did you know? We're friends of Ma Hank and her husband. You? A masked man? Uh, Ma Hank will explain my mask. How did you get her horse? Well, she loaned him to me. I thought I could handle him, but when he was frightened by a rattler, I, I lost control. I'm not much of a horseman. At that moment, the sheriff and deputy who had been following Carl Gorman drew rein as they neared the top of a slight elevation. Oh, oh, oh. The sheriff dismounted and said, I'll take a look beyond the rise. Good idea, sheriff. We don't want Gorman to know we're following him. We'll let him cross the next ridge before we... Joe, we got him. Huh? The crooks. Gorman's met him in the valley just a short way ahead. One's mass, the other's an engine. Draw your gun and come on easy. Get up there, come Get on. Up. Get up there, boy. Ice your hands! You're covered! One fast move and we shoot! Surprised at the sudden appearance of two men wearing sheriff badges, the Lone Ranger and Tonto held their hands at shoulder level. Carl Gorman faced the lawman angrily. Ho, ho, ho! Now don't move! What's this mean, Sheriff? It means we got you dead to rights with your bank robbing partners. We figured you'd meet your pals to split the loot, so we followed you. Now the three of you stand still while we dismount. Easy. Sheriff, you know very well I had no hand in that bank robbery. Then why'd you sneak out of town in such a hurry to meet your partner? I didn't. These men saved my life. Save the talk. Disarm them, Joe. Don't try it. Joe, you heard me. Come one step closer and I'll disarm you both. Big talk, Jimmy. I met it. Oh, my hand. I am hurt. Stand still. I'm hit. I'm wounded. I'm hurt. No, you're not. My bullet hit your gun. Your hand's not touched. You smashed my shooting iron, too. You shot it out of my hand. What kind of gunplay was that? I, I never even saw your hands move. They move. Sheriff, he shot from both hips at the same time. I never saw such gunplay. Yeah, a gun slick as well as a bank robber. A killer who... I'm neither a killer nor a thief. Otto, see if the lawmen have handcuffs. Well, you... Uh-huh. Well, of all... Stand still. Sheriff, if you just believe Shut me... Shut up, Gorman. You've made enough trouble for me. Here, handcuffs. Two pair. Use them on the lawman's ankles. Now, you men, take off your boots. Gorman, you pick up their guns. Yes, take sir. off my boots. We can't ride without boots and our ankles hobbled. Boy. Before you ride, you'll have to crawl to your horses. Yeah. They'll be about a half a mile away with your guns and handcuff keys and a saddlebag. Of all the high hand. Sorry, Sheriff, but we need time to get where you'll not find us. Gorman, if you throw in with these two... He's I'll... going with us. But, mister, I don't I, think... I want to hear all about that robbery. I think you're the one to tell me. Sometime later, in a well-concealed camp in the hills, the Lone Ranger won the confidence of Carl Gorman and heard the details of the robbery. He then said, Carl, 
Have there been any new arrivals in Modoc City? Just two mining engineers, Mr. Smith and Mr. Ritter. Oh. They've been at the Henry House for the past week. Why are they in town, do you know? Well, they're thinking of starting mining operations in the hills. They've been studying the situation and talking to Mr. Clay, the banker, about financing. What do they uh, look like? Well, they're both about average size. Mr. Ritter has dark hair and Mr. Smith is bald. Smith has a broken nose and a scar on the left cheek. Ritter's right eyelid droops. Masabi. Yes, I know, Toto. They fit the descriptions of Lon Felton and Chip Evans. Who? A couple of crooks who might well pose as mining engineers. I'll know for sure when I see them. We go to Henry House? Yes, Tonto, but after dark. You and Carl go to the stable without being seen and wait there. I'll disguise myself as a prospector and call on more Hank. That evening, Ma Hank was washing dishes in the hotel kitchen when a tall man entered the back door. Evening, ma'am. Uh, wrong door, stranger. Go around to the front and then you... Is that the way to welcome a friend? Uh, that voice. <laughs> what? Sakes alive, it's you. How are you, Ma Hank? Oh, I'm just fine, but... But you, why, you fixed to look like a prospector. I'm uh, looking for the man who robbed the bank last night. Say, how'd you know about that? I met Carl Gorman, he told me. Oh. Uh, he came back with me. He and Tonto are in the stable. Oh. Uh, Ma Hank, I think the thieves are living here in the hotel. Maybe. But if so, they've hid the money somewhere else, mister. The deputies searched all the rooms for the kind of currency that was stolen. And all he could find was some money that I had drawn from the bank. Why the dumb galoot tried to arrest me. As Ma Hank told of her experience with the new currency from the Bank of Denver, the Lone Ranger became thoughtful. When she finished, he said, We might be able to use that paper money of yours to trap the thieves. That'd clear Carl Gorman of all suspicion, wouldn't it? Yes. I can't think of a better way to use the money. I'll get it for you. You get it back. Oh, I don't care what you do with it, mister, but uh, I'd like to know your plans. I'm curious. All right. I'm going to spend the money very freely in your cafe. Later that evening, the Lone Ranger, still disguised, went into the cafe with Ma Hank's money in his pocket. When he saw and recognized Lon Felton and Chip Evans, he became boisterous and called, I'll give every man what he wants. It's on me. <laughs> Ma Hank's husband, Uncle Homer, who waited on the trade, went wide-eyed. sakes alive. And this'll pay for it. And here's a $20 bill for you, Uncle. Oh, my! <laughs> I'll take that, Homer. Uh, y- uh, yes, my dear. <laughs> Let the old gent keep it, lady. Here's another 20 for yourself. Uh, you seem to be well healed, mister. Yep, lots more where this came from. Say, where'd you get so much money? Prospecting, ma'am, just prospecting. Prospecting, my eye. Why, you don't dig $20 banknotes out of the ground. Say, uh, maybe that money's counterfeit. Nope, it's genuine. Mind if I have a look at it? Here you are, son. Have a good look. Chip Evans glanced at the money, then hurried to the table where Lon Felton sat. It's the same kind of cash, Lon. Banknotes from the Denver Bank. What do you make of it? The old goat must have found what we buried on Boot Hill. If I was sure that... Lon, we better make sure. Right now? Yeah, if that old man found our money, we'll deal with him. All right, let's go. Come on. 
Watching from the side of his eye, the Lone Ranger saw the thieves walk out of the cafe. He turned to Mohank. Did you see them? Yep. Say, do you think they took the bait? We'll soon know. Did you uh, get the sheriff? Yeah, he's waiting in my office with the deputy. All right, let's go. The thieves walked rapidly through the darkness to the cemetery at the edge of town. They made their way past several headboards marking graves until they reached a new grave where the earth had been recently turned. This is it, Lon. It's hard to tell if the earth's been disturbed since last night. Scrape it away with your knife. We didn't bury that tin box very deep. No, if it's there, you ought to find it in a hurry. It's here. At least the box is here. You better take it out and see if the money is still inside. That's a good idea. In fact, I think it'd be safe to take the money with us now that the law has searched our room. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, here's the box. The money there? Yeah. That's all what? we want to know. Hey, who? There what? he is, and he's masked. What? The law wants you to. Oh, As the Lone Ranger, who had stripped off the disguise and put on his mask, advanced from behind a nearby tombstone, the thieves were momentarily frozen by surprise. Then, ignoring a gun he held, they leaped forward. I'll knife him. And dodging the sweeping knife, the Lone Ranger lost his chance to shoot. I've got his gun hand. He's got my knife hand. Use your other hand. Smash him in the face. I'm doing it. Let go my knife, do you hear? Let's go. The Lone Ranger released his grip, dropping his free left hand to the holster. Lon raised his knife to strike. But in that instant, the masked man fired from the hip. As the blade flew through the air, the Lone Ranger swung his left hand, gripping the gun in a short arc to Chip's head. With the blow, the outlaw's grip on the masked man's right hand relaxed. The Lone Ranger stepped back with both hands free. You're covered. Don't shoot again. Don't shoot me, mister. Don't shoot. Hold on there. Come on, Sheriff. We're late. The Sheriff. Ma Hank. I'll take charge here. You're all covered. Arriving on the run, Ma Hank was closely followed by the Sheriff, his deputy, and Carl Gorman. There are the bank robbers, Sheriff. Smith and Ritter. Their real names are Lon Felton and Chip Evans. You'll find the stolen money in that box. There, you see, Sheriff. Just as I told you, the masked man's on your side of the law. Have you two lawmen your handcuffs? You ought to know. Use handcuffs, Joe. They're still warm from being around our own ankles. These lawmen insisted on staying far back so's we wouldn't be seen. Uh, Sheriff, I'm sorry for the way we had to treat you this afternoon. Sure, sure. That's a fine way to treat a couple of honest lawmen. But I... Well, after what Ma Hank told me about you, I suppose... Oh, here's Tonto with the horses. And it's time to move on. Carl, I'm sure you're no longer under suspicion. You're doggone right he's not. You're in the clear, Gorman. Sorry I misjudged. That's all right, Sheriff, as long as you don't do it again. This should be a lesson to you, Sheriff. A lesson in the importance of keeping an open mind. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it will be. He must have it. Coming, Toto. We'll see you again, Ma Hank. Adios. Sheriff, uh, you said Ma Hank told you something about the mask man. Yes, that's why I was willing to go along with this plan of his. What'd she tell you? She told me who he is, that's all. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.